Welcome into Friday's edition of Hot Takes. I'm David Smith alongside Cody Blazak, and we've got the conference championship weekend to dive into. But first, let's talk about Thursday night football. Last night, the Cowboys got the victory over the Saints. Cowboys were favored in that game, but we haven't seen you know teams that were favored in games do well in prime time. But the Cowboys took care of business last night in kind of a bounce back game. But Taysom Hill got the start. He got hurt as well, but he also threw four interceptions. He was leading rusher for the Saints as well, but Dak came out and played decently well. 236 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Only sacked one time. Really good to see there. Dallas was able to get the ground game going as well. 146 yards on the ground for them. It was a very, very impressive game for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Yeah, it's another game for the Cowboys. Another pick. For Trayvon Diggs, uh, this team had some issues uh, the past couple weeks, hopefully looking to get it together. I mean, they've got players. They've, they've got a team that could take them far in the playoffs. Uh, it's good to see them win over a struggling Saints team, but uh, it's concerning that they forced four turnovers and they still only won by 10. Just something to take into consideration. I mean, uh, that's not super impressive to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I I agree. They, the Saints team is really trending in the wrong direction. Though. I mean, looking at this NFC South now, the Buccaneers haven't played well over the past few weeks, and they're still they they've got the division on lock. It feels like they're three games ahead of the the second place team, which currently is the Atlanta Falcons at the moment. But the Saints are trending in the wrong direction. The Cowboys got this win under their belt. It wasn't pretty, like you're saying, but. What's important for Dallas is that they, they get this win. They try to trend back in the right direction because they really need to start putting it together. There's, they've got five games left in the season now. They, it's not the easiest schedule in the world for them. I mean, playing Washington twice when they've got their sights set on a wild card spot is not easy. And, of course, they play the Arizona Cardinals late in their season as well. They've got some work to do, some work, some things to improve on, but an impressive win for the Cowboys nonetheless in my eyes. Yeah, it- impressive and all one of the biggest things though I see for this team is young receiver CD Lamb is just becoming a focal point I mean he's putting ridiculous numbers up he had close to 80 yards in receiving last night and he had a 35 yard run I mean he's he might be the dangerous most dangerous player on the field for that cowboy offense it's kind of good to see him be able to do that, though, because we haven't seen a whole lot of Amari Cooper be what we expected him to be. I mean, he's still a good player in the NFL, but I kind of expected him to be like a top receiver for that team or the top receiver. Yeah, he ha- he has been in the past. Um, obviously, he's had a down year this year. He's been in and out of, of playing, hasn't played all the time. He's been a little banged up, but I think the – the most dangerous player on on this field for the Dallas Cowboys, I think one of the X factors for them is, is Tony Pollard. He has played incredibly well this season. He's he's made a lot of fantasy owners very happy. But, you know, and Zeke hasn't played crazy well this year. He's really stepped up there. <coughs> oh, yeah, and it's it, – Zeke is another guy that uh, – he just seems like he's declined to me. I mean, he has good games here and there, but like, 
I don't know. This this Cowboys team is just weird. Uh, they're good or they're they're good one week. They're not the next. That's the best way I can describe it. This will be one team to watch here, and we'll dive into the NFL briefly at the end of this episode. But we've just got so much to cover here in college, and we're going to start with tonight's games. Starting off, Conference USA Championship really briefly. Western Kentucky and UTSA. UTSA took their first loss of the season, dropped them out of the college football playoff rankings. Can they bounce back here against Western Kentucky? He's put together a nice season. Western Kentucky, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I've got to ride with UTSA, though. I think that they, they get themselves a 12-win season under their belt as conference champions and head to a decently nice bowl game against a Power 5 team. Yeah, I think UTSA, this is their game to lose, even though Western Kentucky's favored. I think it's. I, I think UTSA will walk out of this game victorious. That game is actually like being played as we speak. Yeah, I mean it, it just it's it's just about to kick off right about now. So we got that under our belt. Let's touch on a couple of other group of five championship games here. Kent State, Northern Illinois. Usually the MAC has a has a team with ten wins or so. Usually they've got a team in decent spot. Not this year. Kent State at seven and five, Northern Illinois at eight and four, representing the MAC in the conference championship game. I like the Golden Flashes in this one. Yeah, don't know a whole lot about either team. They seem relatively even mat- evenly matched up. I think just based off of statistics, though, this Kent State team is better, and they'll probably pull it out at the end of the night. End Moving of the on. day, excuse me. <laughs> Moving on, the Mountain West Championship game on Fox at 2 p.m. tomorrow Utah State playing an 11-1 and San Diego State team. has had a very nice season. I think they cap it off with the Mountain West Championship as well. I think San Diego State's going to win this. I think, I think they're going to walk away with a 12-1 and season. I agree with that as well. Now, the most, the, the one of the better games in this group of five conference championship, of course, outside of Cincinnati and Houston. We'll touch on that game a little later. I think it's Appalachian State and Louisiana Lafayette. Billy Napier will be coaching that game for Louisiana before he moves on to Florida, which is why I'm going to give the edge to Louisiana Lafayette. Even though Appalachian State is favored in this game, Louisiana Lafayette dominated App State earlier this season, 41-13. to I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it again. App State's defense is much more improved as they've gone on throughout the season. They've looked really, really stellar the last four games, but I like Louisiana here to kind of play all out here for this guy that's brought so much to this Louisiana Lafayette program and Billy Napier. I expect them to leave it all on the line for him. I think they walk out of this with the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Yeah, I agree. They're on an 11-game winning streak. They lost one game this year. It was the first game of the season to Texas. I think they're going to finish this season on a 12-game winning streak. They're ranked number 24 in the nation. Move them up in the polls. Give them a bowl game. Yeah, they're going to they're going to get a nice little one of the one of the better non-New Year Six bowl games. I expected them to get. There's one more game here. This one's not even a conference championship. It's a makeup game from a postponement earlier this season in USC and Cal. Figured we touch on it. All the all the controversy around USC. You know, I feel like the announcers for this game will just be talking nonstop about Lincoln Riley because it is two four win teams going against each other. But that said, nonetheless, I think Cal walks out of this game victorious. USC expect them to be much much better next season. Of course. I think UCS is going to walk out of this game as winners. Little uh, rough season, ended on a positive note, and hopefully pick up where they left off with a win this week or uh, 
on Saturday, and they can pick it up with Lincoln Riley come next season. Absolutely. Now, time to dive into these six super important conference championship games. And we're going to start with the game starting off at a little less than an hour from now. And that is Oregon and Utah facing off. Utah is a three-point favorite. Utah dominated this Oregon team 13 days ago. I'm going to hand it over to you here. I want to see what you have to say here. Will we see a repeat result of this? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a repeat result. I think it's I think it's possible. My thing is is I wouldn't be surprised if Utah won, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon won. I do think though it's going to be a lot closer. Whether Oregon wins, I think it's going to be a close win and whether Utah wins, I, I think it's going to be a close win. I think I think I'm going to have to take Oregon just on the state of uh, it's been a crazy season. If a couple other things happen in conference championships, it, it's a slim chance, but there there might be a push for Oregon to get into that top four, depending on how other conference championships go. So, if Oregon wants a chance, and I know the chance is very small, they got to win this game. And I think just the way the madness and the craziness has gone through this college football season, I think we're going to see a little bit more craziness shaken up here to end the season. Yeah, I know that about it. Essentially, these teams feel like they're playing for the Rose Bowl, but you're right. If all chaos breaks loose, Oregon theoretically sitting at the 10th spot is, is, you know, you think six spots away, that's a far away, but you look at the teams ahead of them, and if all chaos breaks loose, the Ducks could make a push for that four spot, without a doubt. And I think that Oregon's going to believe that tonight, and, you know, worst-case scenario, you win this game, you're still playing in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, which is a fantastic game. It always is. And I think the Ducks will be that team that gets there. I like them to take this Pac-12 championship. And, I mean, we saw Oregon. We saw we saw Utah beating Oregon. I said it weeks before it happened that Utah was going to beat them. I feel the exact opposite way tonight. The Ducks are going to take this game from the Utes. And they will walk away as Pac-12 champions. And they, they could move up to probably, the, I think regardless of what happens, they could be a top six team after tonight. I think that even if even if all chalk goes their way, I could see them passing, you know, the loser of Oklahoma State and Baylor, the Ole Miss, Ohio State. I could even see them jumping Notre Dame with a win. The committee does not like Notre Dame a whole lot. And now that they don't got a head no, coach, they don't have a head coach. Absolutely not. So I could see Oregon just jumping into the top six with a win. And if all chaos breaks loose, they could make a push for that top four. I'm not going to predict that to happen. I'm just. I agree with you here. I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a wild ending to the season. I, I think. I, I it's it's gonna be interesting, and I think we're gonna come Sunday when we get the rankings. We're gonna be like, whoa, and I, I'm just. We're if we had the button, we'd be playing the button, and we'll, we'll hear, one of those noises will go off in our head. <laughs> Without a doubt, and we're going to start, we're going to go through this in chronological order, starting with the 11 a.m. kickoffs, which means Baylor and Oklahoma State up first. Oklahoma State, a five and a half point favorite. We saw Oklahoma State beat this Baylor team earlier this season. This is another game where could we see a repeat result, or could the Baylor Bears win this game? And they're not far outside of a playoff spot either. They could make a push for it. If Oklahoma State wins this game, though, they're sitting, they're sitting pretty. They they could get there for this. The the way I see this game, 
is if Oklahoma State wins, they are in. I don't care if Cincinnati wins. I don't care if Alabama wins. I don't care if Michigan wins. If Georgia loses to Bama, I have a very hard time they're dropping out. Hard time believing it. If Oklahoma State wins, I think they're in. I think they're going to jump Cincinnati, and I think they're in. It gets a little weird, though, if Baylor wins and all those teams in the top four win minus Alabama beating Georgia because Baylor's sitting at number nine. I don't know if a win over Oklahoma State can make them jump Cincinnati. I'm not sure it's possible. It's it's that's a five spot jump, unless you go in and you beat Oklahoma State forty five nothing. I'm not sure Baylor can get in without some chaos ensuing. And at the end of the day, it's it's going to be tough for Baylor unless there is chaos that breaks out in that top five. I don't expect. I think if if all the if Georgia beats Alabama, if Cincinnati wins and if Michigan wins, I don't really care what the or if, if Alabama beats Georgia, excuse me, and Michigan wins and Cincinnati wins, I think that's your top four, regardless of what happens. I don't think Oklahoma State jumps Cincinnati. I don't. I don't see it happening. If, if I think if, 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 Oklahoma... if they were gonna if they were gonna do that, they would have already put Oklahoma State ahead of Cincinnati right now. I don't think that's the case though because. My theory on why the rankings are the way they are, I think it's a lot easier to justify a Power 5 team jumping a... What I just lost. group. It's it's more justifiable to have a Power 5 team jumping a Group of 5 team than a Group of 5 team jumping a Power 5 team. Because the only way... I think if Oklahoma State will jump them, they're going to have to beat... Baylor pretty handedly, 20 points or so, and then Cincinnati is going to have to win this game by 10 or less in order for Oklahoma State to jump them. You, I, I can justify that, in my mind at least. That's justifiable to me. But I don't think you could have Oklahoma State sitting at four, Cincinnati sitting at five, and Cincinnati blow out Houston, and Oklahoma State walking away barely from a from a Baylor win in a Big 12 Conference championship. I'm not sure that you could justify Cincinnati jumping in them in that point. So you so you think that if Cincinnati blows them out and Oklahoma State wins close, then you're going to keep Cincinnati at four and Oklahoma State at five? I think that's what the committee is going to do. I, that's not what I would do. I mean, do. if you had your way, you'd have Cincinnati at like 17. I'd have Cincinnati top six. I just I don't think they – I mean, I'd have them – up there, but I wouldn't have them in. In this scenario here, it's I just, situational how I have Oklahoma State and Cincinnati varying for the committee, at least on what I think they're going to do. I, I think it's, and Tanner talks about this, and he's talked to you and I about it. If X, you're going to win this game if you allow less than this many points. I think it's not obviously those terms, but something relative to that example. If Oklahoma State wins by X amount of points and Cincinnati wins by X amount of points or fewer, Oklahoma State's in. If Oklahoma State wins by less than X amount of points and Houston wins by X amount of points or more, Houston stay, or Cincinnati stays where they are. So the way I look at this here is, in this, in this situation we have, we have Alabama beating Georgia, right? Correct. Which would leave one undefeated team in all of Division I football. And you're going to tell me 
that this team that is currently in the top four right now is going to be the last undefeated team standing, and you're not going to put them in the college football playoff. Yes. I, I just I can't get behind that. But that's like saying if UTSA would have been undefeated. I, that's why that's why I put in the part that Cincinnati is currently in the top four. They're in the top four right now. It. You're saying in the entire country, though, that they would be the last undefeated team. If UTSA was still undefeated and they won their conference championship, that put them at 13-0 like Cincinnati. They're both undefeated. Why don't they both deserve a cho- chance in? Cincinnati's currently in the top four. UTSA's not even in the top 25. Okay, but why should Cincinnati be there if UTSA isn't? Your argument's based off of record that doesn't mean anything when you're playing nobody all season long. They didn't play nobody all season long. That's what I'm saying. Cincinnati hasn't played anyone but no. Notre Dame. Yeah, they they've played they played Notre Dame. They beat SMU handily. They've 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 and they're they beat not Indiana handily. Most Power Five teams would dominate those teams as well. Notre Dame's number six in the nation. Not besides Notre Dame, the other teams <laughs> units named like SMU and everything. I just I can't I can't get behind the idea that Cincinnati could beat. I don't really care what the margin is. Cincinnati could beat a top twenty-five team, which would. I agree the strength of schedule is weaker than everyone else's. By a long shot. It, it is. Strength of record is much lower than everyone else's, and that's something the committee looks at. It takes into account. Not losing, though, is important. That's a big deal. And if they get this, this win on Saturday, tomorrow, which would be their second best win all season long against number 21, Houston, I, just, I don't see the committee keeping them out. I don't see it. I think that they could be they would be at number four and they would play Alabama and I'm sure you'd love that. You'd be licking your lips at that one. No doubt about it. But I think it's it's I, I just can't keep them out. But let's go ahead and touch on the Cincinnati game. What do you think is gonna happen in this game? Do you think Cincinnati gets it done? Do you think Houston gets it? Do you think Houston pulls off the upset? You've hated on Cincinnati all year long. I, but I can't imagine you like Houston either. I don't know what to expect from this game. There's a lot going through my head about conference championship week i think we're gonna see one thing for sure i think we're gonna see uh, one of these i don't know which i think we're gonna see houston beat cincinnati alabama beat georgia Iowa beat michigan or baylor beat oklahoma state i think we're gonna see at least one of those i wouldn't be surprised if we saw two of them i wouldn't be surprised if somehow all of that happened it's very unlikely i understand that i'm not saying it's gonna happen but it just the way the season's been it would not surprise me if some madness happened like that. Uh, I want Houston to win this game. I want them to win so Cincinnati doesn't have a chance getting in. Uh, but realistically, I think Cincinnati will win this game. Houston's a good team. Unless Houston just turns it on. The thing is, this is Cincinnati's game to lose. Houston, Houston don't care. They're not in any big position like Cincinnati is. They're just trying to ruin their season. That's that's that could honestly be more motivation than Cincinnati has. That's they've won eleven straight games. Houston looks fantastic right now. They're they're on one of the longest active winning streaks in the country. Obviously, eleven straight games is a big deal. This Houston team is not bad at all. With that being said, we had Cincinnati in a similar spot two weeks ago against an SMU team that's obviously fallen off and they're not as good as they once were. But Cincinnati knew that they had to beat this team bad. They had to beat them down. They did just that. And I think Cincinnati's going to do the same thing. But Cincinnati by at least 17 points here. I, I can, think it's going to go be a close one. You can write them in the college football playoff right now. 
Cincinnati by 17 over Houston. Congratulations, Cincinnati. You're going to your first college football playoff. I think it's going to be closer than that. And I, I, these teams both play most of the same opponents all season long. Statistically, they are ridiculously similar. They both average 39 points a game. Houston allows 20. Cincinnati allows 16. They're both they're they're eight yards apart from total yards a game, and they're ten yards apart from yards allowed a game. They're they're ridiculously similar. I think it's going to be a, a ridiculously close contested game. I think this is I think it's going to be something fun to watch, and I think it's it, make I think pick. it's going to be a shootout. Make the pick. I think Cincinnati's going to win. I want Houston to win. By how many? What, like three? I'll give them six. Moving on here, because so you, if, if you're a loyal listener here of Hot Takes, you know that Cody and I can sit here and, and dive on this Cincinnati argument all episode long. But we've got to move on to another game here at the 3 o'clock spot, and that is the SEC championship game between Georgia and Alabama. This is the game of the weekend. No doubt about it. There's there's no no sugarcoating it here. It's one versus three. Alabama wins. They're in. If they lose, it gets a lot more complicated. It gets a lot more complicated, but it's still like realistically possible. They, and, they definitely, yeah. And it, it very well looks like it could happen. It's a long shot, but... There could be a ton of chaos. And Alabama could still find themselves in the playoff I would expect them if they lose this game, they couldn't get in at any higher than four, which would set us up for a rematch of this this game once again. But I like Georgia here. I do. I think it's going to be close. I think it's a lot closer than a lot of people think it will be because this is Nick Saban in Alabama. This is not any other team in the, in the nation. This is that team that has been that team for so many years. This Georgia team is one of the best it's probably the best defense I've ever seen before in my life. It is such a good defense. And it's going to call they're going to cause Bryce Young a lot of issues. No doubt about it. But Alabama typically finds a way. They're going to keep this game close. I've got Georgia winning by 4. Yeah. Leading up to this week, the past couple weeks as a Bama fan, I was relatively nervous. As we've gotten closer, I've gotten a lot more confident. Bama Listen, they've had their ups and downs. They had a really good defensive showing last week against Auburn. Obviously, you're going to need to pick that up to compete with Georgia this week. That O-line needs to get fixed. But you have the best quarterback in the nation. You have one of the best receivers in the nation. You have the best head coach in the nation. And you have the best college football program in history in the nation. I think Bama's going to win this game by 10 points. I wish we had the button today. I really do. Because, boy, is that a hot take right there. And believe it or not, that's right. Uh, Alabama winning this game is a hot take. Which is crazy because it is Alabama. I could see them winning this game. I really could. I, I just have a I, – I, I like this Georgia team a lot. I think you like this Georgia team a lot too. I, I do. So, 
You know, we talk about Georgia's defense a lot. They're allowing less than seven points a game. Something that I have been watching and noticing, their offense isn't all that. Their offense looks good because they have so many opportunities a game because of their defense. But what good defense have they played this year? Off the top of your head, because I can't think of one. I'm not saying Bama is an elite defense this year, but they definitely looked really good last week against Auburn. If they bring that, then it goes to, it almost goes to whose offense is going to produce better. Not that Georgia's defense is so much better they're going to stop Bama, but if Alabama's defense can shut Georgia down, which offense is better? If you had to choose which offense was better, are you taking Georgia or Alabama's offense this season? Alabama, yeah. That's what I'm wondering is going to happen because you were waiting for that defensive game because historically Bama has a crazy defense. Didn't see it up until uh, until Auburn, and now we're getting into a game that really matters. Do they keep that up and make it a battle between the offenses? And I, I, even with this defense, I would take Alabama's offense over Georgia's defense. I would take Georgia's. Alabama's offense over Georgia's offense. Sorry. Yeah. And, and Georgia's offense looks good. It, it does. It's not a bad one at all. Stetson Bennett is a perfect system quarterback. He's played really, really well. He reminds me of Jacob Coker. I, I don't think day. they compare to Bama's offense, though. I think their their ground attack is insane. Their offensive line is incredible as well. And obviously that defensive line of Alabama, that's a Heisman candidate and Will Anderson on it. No doubt about it. I think we're going to see. Quickly, real quick here. Georgia played Arkansas, beat them 37-0. Georgia played Auburn, beat them 34-10. to Georgia played Florida, beat them 34-7. Those are all three games that Alabama struggled in that Georgia handled pretty easily. And Georgia's handled everybody pretty easily this season, obviously. But, you know, Georgia hasn't struggled all year long. And I think they will this game. They will struggle. I just have a hard time seeing this Georgia team losing to anybody all year long. It's one of those things that's hard, but we're going to find out come – uh, we're less than 24 hours away from that game, so it'll be fun to watch. I do think one of the big things, I think, for Alabama, though, yeah, I think we're going to see one of two things. We're going to see, like, Jamison Williams have, like, over 150 receiving yards and, like, two touchdowns, or we're going to see Brian Robinson. Is Brian Robinson playing in this game? If he plays, which was what I, there's been talk. Probably not, but if he does, I think we're going to see him have an insane game. He's a bowling ball, without a doubt. Of course, I mean, Alabama hasn't seen a defense like this all year, and Georgia hasn't seen an offense like this all year. So, it is going to be a fun one to watch, no doubt about it. And which is crazy, I wish we could, I wish they would push the rankings back to Tuesday again, so we could have a show to break this all down and give our predictions before it takes place. But we've got two games to cover here. Of course, the rankings come out 11 a.m. Central Time on Sunday. Two more games, starting with the ACC Conference Championship game, Pittsburgh. And Wake Forest. I like Pitt to take care of business here and move on to, I guess, the Peach Bowl, maybe. Congratulations, ACC. I like Wake Forest. Why not? Crazy. Yeah. Make things a little more crazy. Team that we didn't expect, let's see them. I'd, congratulations to them. They've had a fantastic season. The winner of this game, you're going to the New Year's Six Bowl. You guys took advantage of Clemson's down year. Congratulations. I'm sure we'll see Clemson back next year. Michigan and Iowa. A lot of people are pinning this game as a blowout for Michigan. Iowa keeps it close. Michigan wins, though, and they move on to the college football playoff. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Real quick, we're probably, we were going to cover NFL. It ain't that big of a deal. We have conference championships. They're a lot bigger, especially here in the South, where we are from at least anyway. 
I want chaos to ensue. I want Iowa to beat Michigan. I want Baylor to beat Oklahoma State. I want Houston to beat Cincinnati, and I want Bama to beat Georgia. Where, where, what? Give me your top four if all of that happens. Bama at one, Georgia at two, Baylor at three. You're gonna Baylor jump from if that happens nine absolutely. to three. Yeah, and, and we'll say Oregon beats Utah as well. Make it even more interesting. What I want, I would love to see Oregon at four. That's what I would want to see. I think they were gonna, they they would probably have to put. I guess they'd slide Notre, Notre Dame to four. That's probably what I would guess. It's it's all a possibility. Is the sad thing. It, it could happen. It probably won't happen. But just for the sake of making the committee's life crazy, I would love for it to happen. So you let me make sure I've got this correct. We've got twenty seconds left. You would have. You think it's going to be Bama, Michigan. Georgia and Oklahoma State, right? In the top four. After the week, yeah. 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 I think it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. We'll talk to you on Monday, everybody. For Cody Blazak, I'm David Smith on Hot Takes.